Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. Thank you so much for joining with me today. This is Dale. So we continue going through the letter that Paul wrote to Titus. We're in the second chapter, and if you've been with us the last couple of episodes, what we've seen from the beginning of this is that Paul is telling Titus, you know what, as for you, and he's saying that in contrast to the rebellious men that he was speaking about in chapter 1. Now, as for you, speak the things which are fitting for sound doctrine. In other words, you need to teach the truth and the things that are fitting for that truth. And you think, well, what is he talking about? Well, when he continues on, we begin to see what it is. He's showing Titus what to teach the various groups of people as to how they need to behave. And by various groups of people, I just mean age generations. He talks about older men, <clears throat> older women, younger men, and younger women. So we've looked at three of them so far. So the older men, he said, tell them this, that they're to be temperate, dignified, sensible, sound in faith sound in love, and sound in perseverance to keep pressing on. For the older women, likewise, in the same manner as the men, are to be reverent in their behavior, not malicious gossips, not enslaved to much wine, teaching what is good, so that they may encourage, here's the third group, the young women, and encourage them to love their husbands, to love their children, to be sensible, to be pure, to be workers at home, to be kind, to be subject to their own husbands, so that the word of God will not be dishonored. And so these things that were listed for the young women, and really for all these things, were things that the Scripture teaches us that we're supposed to do, to be sensible, to be pure. But you see that the older women are to teach and instruct and help the younger women to do these things, to learn how to love their husbands, to love their children, to be sensible, pure workers at home. Now, we talked in the last episode about what that means and what it doesn't mean, okay, particularly like workers at home, it doesn't mean that you can't work outside the home. <clears throat> but if you've got children in the home, your primary focus needs to be upon the home and the family and the children, okay? And that they need to be subject to their own husbands. This isn't a caveman mentality, okay? It's not what the world thinks it is. This is the governmental structure of the family. Now, verse 6, it moves on. It says, likewise. Notice he uses that phrase again. In the same manner that we've seen all of this, <clears throat> urge the young men to be sensible. <laughs> you know, uh, he tells several groups. He tells the, let me see, he tells the young men. He tells uh, the young women, yes. Oh, am I going to get in trouble here? He tells the older men. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm, I don't want to read too much into this. I'm looking through the word again. The older men, he tells, to be sensible. The younger women, he tells, to be sensible. The younger men, he tells to be sensible. He doesn't tell the older women to be sensible. Hmm. <laughs> Why is that? Well, I know exactly what the older women are thinking right now. It's because we don't need to be told to because we are. And, you know, I think you're right. Uh, it's just sort of interesting. That phrase is used except for them. So verse 6 again. Likewise, urge the young men to be sensible. And, again, what does sensible mean? It has the idea of being of sound mind sound judgment to be sensible verse 7 in all things show yourself to be an example of good deeds with purity and doctrine so he's telling them to urge these young men you notice there's a sense of uh, 
exhortation to this, okay? In other words, there's a, a strong calling and invitation and invite to this, okay, to urge them to be sensible. And then everything and all things to be an example, an example of verse 7 of good deeds with purity and doctrine, dignified, sound in speech, which is beyond reproach, so that the opponent will be put to shame, having nothing bad to say about us. Well, that tells you several things right there, doesn't it? Just working our way back from the end there, uh, that the opponent will be coming against us. There will be opposition. There will be those that oppose. And they can be put to shame, not by argument, okay? You know, if you try to argue like that, you're just going to get into the, to the uh, trap. What's it say? Having nothing bad to say about us. Why do they have nothing bad to say about us? Because guess what? We're living sensibly. And everything we do, we show ourselves to be an example. We're doing good deeds. We live purely. There's purity in doctrine. There's purity in deeds. We're dignified. We're sound in speech. And speech which is above reproach. No one could question what you say, how you say it, or why you say it. By living that way, it's going to put to shame the opponent. Now, it doesn't mean the opposition will not come. We see that particularly in the United States within the political realm. Okay? If there's not a negative thing, if there's not a negative deed, it will literally be created. It will literally be made up. We saw it with the... Uh, the confirmation of the lady Supreme Court Justice Kavanaugh. Okay? All these accusations, all these things were said about him, and just all these people were coming forward with horrific things. When it's said and done, and it's weeks later, as it is right now, for instance, we're finding out that the women that were doing all these accusations came back and said, no, I just lied. I didn't want him in that position. No, that wasn't true. Well, I thought it was true, but I guess it wasn't. They just created a whole cloth lies out of nothing. That kind of stuff will occur. And in the way that we react to it, in the way that we act to it, will either uh, put the enemy to shame or not put the enemy to shame. We undoubtedly must defend ourselves. We must defend the truth. But we can do so in a way that is dignified. We can do so in a way that is pure and doctrine and sound in speech. This is what he's calling us to do. He's speaking his forth to the older men, the older women, the younger women, and the younger men. Now, uh, I'll tell you what, I'm out of time right now. We'll pick up the last little group that he looks at in the next episode, and that's the ones that he calls bond servants, bond slaves, okay? And uh, don't forget what the bottom line with all this is, is that the Spirit is leading Paul to tell Titus, these are the things that are fitting for sound doctrine, sound teaching, to where you can know how you are to live together as the body of Christ. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you again next time.